Hi, and welcome to the Speed Blue podcast. As always, we're brought to you by The Writing Pal. If you've got a book in you, let The Writing Pal help bring it out. We offer coaching, editing, and design, and we can even publish your ebook or paperback and get it up on Amazon within a matter of days, all at competitive prices. Get in touch with us at thewritingpal at gmail.com and let's get started on your book. This is the first Speed Blue podcast. Uh, my name is Jerry Langton. Um, I have a little bit of uh, radio and TV experience, but I do tend to talk too fast and say um a lot. Um, Speed Blue is about uh, the Colts, something I've blogged about, written about all of extensively. Uh, I'm a big Colts fan. I'm not an authoritative voice, but uh, I know a few things, and uh, I'm really looking forward to you know interacting with other Colts fans. You can email me at uh, the Speed Blue at gmail.com, or hit me up on Twitter or um, Facebook. Uh, today's episode, we'll get to the news first, and then we'll uh, talk about safeties. I want to talk about the Colts' uh, positions, uh, each of them, before uh, the draft starts. And I started with safeties because I think that um, the defense is what the Colts really need to improve if they're going to get any better. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, their front seven was 32nd best in a 32-team league, and their secondary is 31st best. So if you're thinking that the first-round draft choice might go for an offensive lineman or halfback, um, I say I got to disagree. We got to get that uh, defense moving. Shouldn't say we. I'm not a member of the Colts. They got to get that uh, defense moving, and uh, I think that if we look at every position on the defense, we'll find that the there are a lot of problems there, and uh, this week we start with safeties. If we start off with the news, uh, the biggest thing for Colts fans uh, is uh, Pat McAfee's retirement. It came as a surprise because he was only 29 years old, really at the top of his game, but frequent surgeries to his knees and chronic pain um, at the end of last season forced it. I know owner Jim Irsay tried to talk him out of retiring, but uh, uh, Pat decided to move on. It's actually a huge loss. Uh, don't underestimate it just because he's a punter. Uh, people don't really appreciate uh, punters as much as they should these days, but uh, Pat was really a special one. He had a big leg, excellent hand time and placement. He was not just, uh, you know, someone who could boot it down there all the way, but he could really put it where he wanted to and was kind of a weapon as far as field position was, con was concerned. He led the league in punting average in 2016 with 49.3 yards per punt and is actually eighth on the all-time list at 46.4. And the great thing about Pat, although, you know, he would joke that he didn't look like an athlete, uh, he was always a threat to fake. He could throw the ball, he could run, um, and, you know, he's a pretty smart guy that way. Um, his career wasn't really long enough for Hall of Fame consideration. I think Ray Guy's the only pure punter in the uh, Hall of Fame. But that's actually the kind of numbers the guy put up. So um, maybe we should appreciate him more. Um, he was also the kickoff specialist, and he was one of the best in the league at that as well. Um, he could boom it, and we all remember him recovering his own onside kick. Um, I, you know, that's another weapon gone. And uh, many observers actually expected him to take over for Adam Vinatieri as, a place, as the team's place kicker when he retired. Um, but uh, quite a shock that McAfee retired before Vinatieri, who's, jeez, uh, um, about 15 years older. Um, McAfee was also the face of the team for many people, and he was well-liked in the locker room and within the community. It's actually good he's staying in Indianapolis. His new job with Barstool Sports 
but uh, I think they'll miss him a lot in the locker room. Replacing him is going to be a huge task. Punters are often overlooked, but they're very valuable. Guys with his kind of ability are rare, and it's unlikely uh, the Colts will get one in the draft or free agency. They'll just have to find a new punter um, and get by with him, and it will also they'll also need someone to uh, handle kickoffs because Finitieri really isn't up to it anymore. So uh, I really hope that's one player rather than two, but you never know. Again, Pat McAfee's going to really be missed, both on the field and in the locker room. The other player the Colts lost was uh, inside linebacker Dequell Jackson, who was cut. Um, I'm not as sad about Jackson leaving. I was actually against the team signing him back in 2014. Um, he had never been a force against the run. He had never played the 3-4. Just didn't seem to have enough sand in his pants uh, for that position. He was already 30 when they signed him and was clearly declining. And in his three seasons in Indianapolis, uh, he was totally unremarkable, unless you count the uh, arrest assault, assault arrest, rather, he had for allegedly beating up a pizza delivery guy who he thought was taking his parking spot, or the four-game suspension he got for using uh, PEDs. While the Colts are still hurting at inside linebacker, replacing Jackson's contributions should not be too difficult. Still, it does increase the likelihood that the team drafts an inside linebacker early. Talk of the draft brings us to uh, the uh, feature part of our episode, which is uh, the first in a series of position-by-position examinations of the strength of the Colts' current roster. Uh, Today I'm starting with safeties. I chose that position because I wanted to look at the defense first, because it was awful, and I thought we would start from back to front. Uh, traditionally, the position is kind of an afterthought for Colt GMs. I mean, other than Bob Sanders, can you really name a big-name Colt safety? You'd have to go back to Bruce Laird or maybe even Nesby Glasgow. Um, there was Mike Doss, of course. He was a second-round bust. And uh, LaRon Landry, who was a free agent flameout. But usually it's middle-round picks and undrafted free agents back there. The current crop's no different. Not surprisingly, there's a shortage of true talent back there. The uh, Colts' top safety, of course, is Mike Adams, who made the Pro Bowl in 2014 and 2015, but it's not like the Colts kind of knew that was going to happen when they got him. Um, He was really uh, not considered anywhere near the top safeties. Uh, He was an undrafted free agent uh, by San Francisco in uh, 2004. He played there without distinction, was cut, and signed with Cleveland in uh, 2006. Uh, he was a t- sometime starter there for five years, both as uh, free and strong safety. And when he became a um, unrestricted free agent in 2012, they decided not to re-sign him. Uh, thought he was too old. They wound, he wound up in Denver, where he was a sometime starter, and he was released soon after the Broncos were uh, blown out in Super Bowl 48. Um, he told the newspaper that he was wondering if he'd ever get a chance uh, to play in the NFL again when the Colts called him in the summer of 2014. Um, it's not like he was at uh, the top of their list. Uh, they had a number of safeties, and uh, but a lot of them were hurt, and an injury to Corey Lynch, who they thought was going to be the starter, um, put them in sort of a desperation mode. They called Adams, told him they'd give him a shot, and uh, he won the position fair and square, and he's played well there ever since. But before that, you decide that that makes the Colts solid at one of the safety spots, you have to remember that Adams is an unrestricted free agent and that he's 36 years old. Uh, The team actually should have no big problem re-signing him because they rescued him off the scrap heap and gave him a chance to play the best football of his career. Um, He really fits, and um, he's well-liked. But they should really avoid signing him to a long-term contract with any guaranteed money. I mean, 36 is very old for a safety. Um... 
So it's likely he'll be back, but probably for a year before before it's over for him. The other guy the Colts would like to have starting at safety is Clayton Gethers. Uh, he was a fourth-round draft pick in 2015. He's a big, fast kid who certainly looks apart, and he boasts the Gethers family bloodline. He's um, He was a very promising rookie. He mostly played as a third safety and started the first nine games of 2016 before he was put on uh, injured reserve. Uh, it's really hard not to like him. He's one of those TJ Ward style, all good plays are in front of me safeties. But that's not a bad thing, especially if you have another safety who can com uh, compliment him on the deep stuff. And he's healthy. He's the kind of starter you like to have. I mean, he, I don't think he'll ever be a star in the NFL, but uh, he's not uh, certainly not a problem. Because of his straightforward style, there have been a lot of rumors of moving to the inside linebacker, kind of like the Cardinals did with uh, Deion Buchanan. Uh, new Colts defensive coordinator, coordinator Ted Monticino actually addressed the issue, saying it's a possibility. But Gathers is just 218 pounds, and he hasn't really proven he's all that durable. So it doesn't seem like a good idea to me to put him into the into the you know the wrestling match inside, leave him outside at safety where he can operate with a bit of space. Um, okay, so those are top two guys, uh, which brings us to the third. Uh, and that was T.J. Green. He was a surprise second-round pick in 2016. A lot of people didn't even think he was going to be drafted. Uh, and he was thrust into action when, uh, as a rookie when Gathers went down. Uh, the results were not great. Uh, Green is a converted wide receiver, uh, and he was drafted on the strengths of his workouts, not his college production, which really was not that great. Um, and his rookie season was actually worse than anyone could have predicted. Pro Football Focus rated him dead last against both the run and the pass of anyone who played safety. Not just the starters or qualifiers, but anyone who played safety, even for one down. Uh, Green was the worst. Um, Colts fans online, um, I read their comments and I listen to them, and they're all adamant that he needs time to develop, but I don't think there's any guarantee he ever will. Um, until he starts looking like a guy who can play safeties, uh, safety, the Colts really shouldn't depend on him for any meaningful reps. Let him, let him work out on, on special teams, give him some practice reps, see what happens. But for now, I think Green's not really someone you should put in the safety picture. Uh, beyond those three, the Colts have several guys who've been around the NFL for a little while, but haven't really progressed beyond special teams play. Uh, they are Matthias Farley, Duke Williams, Stephon McClure, Lee Hightower, and Andy Williamson. I uh, really, really wouldn't expect to see much of any of them on defense uh, in the future. Although, unlike the Colts last year, I'd put Duke in there before I would Green. And finally, there's Darius Butler. Uh, he's been the Colts' slot corner for a few years, and he's really good at it. But uh, he's getting a little bit older and losing a bit of a step, so he's offered to play safety to compensate for that. Uh, he certainly has the athletic ability and the coverage skills for the position, but his open field, the open field tackling, and it's pretty good for a corner, but it's not really acceptable for a free safety. Um... And besides, he's a free agent, and the Colts would be pretty to re-sign him, but uh, I think he's still better off at corner, even if he's lost a step. Uh, so where does that leave the team? Well, if the Colts re-sign Adams, and Gathers could stay healthy. They have two passable starters at the position. Um, but they would need a third safety, an heir apparent for Adams, because he can't last forever. It would be unwise at this point to believe that Green's up to the job, so suspending a draft pick might actually become a necessity. I think with the truly desperate need for an edge rusher and the 
almost as desperate need for uh, inside linebackers and defensive linemen. The Colts would be unwise to draft a safety early. Uh, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't draft a safety. Um, I would look for someone with major upside, someone with uh, really good play recognition, um, zone coverage, and open field tackling. The two guys I've had my eyes on, my eye on, are um, Josh Johnson of Boston College and Jordan Stearns of Oklahoma State. Uh, either one of them have the potential to fill in as a third safety and special teamer as a rookie, and perhaps. Uh, inherit Adam's job once he's uh, ready to retire and the Colts are ready to move on from him. Um, I would avoid spending too high a draft pick on a safety uh, because they could get by with what they have, uh, not that they could at other positions. My own philosophy is a team should never try to uh, find a starter or important part through veteran free agency. The Colts have been roughed up by it recently, but there are a lot of free agent uh, Safeties out there who could help the Colts. Uh, some of them will command top dollar. I could see a scenario in which the Colts do uh, sign a veteran uh, free agent safety, though. Um, if they lose Adams and then uh, they have an empty spot, uh, you don't want Green in there, you don't want a rookie in there, they might be able to get someone like uh, Barry Church, for example. The Cowboys have the worst salary cap situation in the NFL. They have to decide between veterans, uh, safeties, J.J. Wilcox and Barry Church. Church might be available to a team like the Colts who have more salary cap room. He's only 29, which is uh, a lot better than uh, uh, Adams 36. Um, they'd have to pay a lot, and uh, it might not be the best idea to sign a safety at Similarly, the Cardinals have two safeties that are uh, that would be more than welcome on the Colts. They have 25-year-old uh, Tony Jefferson and 25-year-old DJ Swearinger, both of which are uh, unrestricted free agents. Uh, the Colts would be happy with either. Uh, they're young. They have a future. Um, they might be a better option, but the Cardinals aren't in salary cap trouble. They're about middle of the league for salary cap uh, room and are likely to re-sign them both. But if they don't, the Colts might be wise to uh, step in and uh, grab one of them while they're still young at market value. Um, I would avoid, however, signing a star like Eric Berry, for example. I mean, I know he's only 28 and the Chiefs are in almost bad salary cap spot as the Cowboys are. But the kind of contract that would land a talent like Berry would probably cripple the Colts for in the long term, and I don't think they're ready to take the next step now, so having Barry on hand might not be uh, the most prudent move. 29 to a long-term contract, um, but they might find themselves up against the wall. They might have to do something like that because um, rebuilding the defense is going to take more than one or two players. It's going to take a lot, and uh, they might have to resort to veteran free agency. So that brings us to the end of the inaugural Speed Blue podcast. I hope you liked it. If you have any comments, please uh, get in touch with me at thespeedblue at gmail.com. If you have suggestions for new shows, um, maybe some suggestions about how the podcast can be better, uh, please let me know. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, uh, stay tuned for next week uh, when the podcast um, subject will be the corners, the cornerbacks. Uh, so in summation, the... Um, Colts have lost a lot in Pac-McAfee. 
are probably better off for cutting Dequel Jackson. Has some problems at safety, but could probably get by for one more year with the starters they have if they stay healthy. And um, we're sponsored, as always, by The Writing Pal. Uh, if you want to write a book, these are the guys who can help you. Check them out at thewritingpal at gmail.com. Thanks so much.